This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. All right, I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report. It's October 18th, 2023. We're live streaming on Rumble Locals. We're on Spotify. We're on YouTube as long as they'll allow us. If you haven't subscribed, particularly on Rumble, rumble.com slash Rubin Report. And if you want to join us for the post-game show and get me some extra questions, find out a little bit more about the behind the scenes situation and some of the other things that we are up to and have, uh, we've got some big things coming over the next couple of weeks. You can join us at rubenreport.locals.com. Uh, before we get to the program today, I uh, had to cut our post game show short yesterday because we did it. The show, when we started doing this show, like me direct the camera like two years ago, our intention was to do a half hour a day. And then it was in an election year and it kind of moved to 45 minutes a day. And now we're like an hour a day and sometimes going on a, a little bit uh, longer than that. And I appreciate all of you for uh, our watch times are like through the roof. Like this is not, you know, YouTube people watch things for two seconds and jump away. Our watch times, people are watching the show for 40, 45 minutes, sometimes the full thing. It's it's really great. Uh, but I did have to sh cut the uh, post game show a bit short yesterday because I mentioned that I was going to get some extra guns. We've got some guns here. Thought I'd show you one picture, something that I, uh, well, I'm not going to say whether I picked it up for myself or not, but uh, you can never be too careful in these trying times. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yes, we live in a completely wacky world. We are going to cover some of the wackiness. Uh, you guys know that beyond just sort of the nitty gritty and the horrors of what's happening and th that there's still 200 hostages and babies and all of that stuff, uh, one of the things that I'm always most interested in is the narrative, right? Like the media narrative, how the media lies, how they confuse you, how they make the good guys seem like bad guys and bad guys seem like good guys, how our politicians lie about almost everything. Uh, the entire institutional layer in America has completely collapsed, basically. So decent people are now trying to figure out something true and they don't know what television show to watch or what online show to watch or who to listen to in the government. And when you have chaos of that order, it, it's no surprise uh, that you have people like what should be good, decent young people out in the streets basically chanting for genocide. So I'm gonna talk about how we kind of got there and how many of the institutions, I even have a copy of the New York Times on my desk today, which we'll get to in a moment, uh, have led us to the precipice of the, the abyss, I would say in a lot of respects. Uh, so that is what we are doing on the Rubin Report program today. Before we get to it, let me talk to you about Gravity Defier Shoes. Guys, I wanna tell you about something that's been making my days as a whole a lot easier. Gravity Defier Shoes, they, these shoes are something else. I mean, I'm a fan of comfortable footwear. People have known that for years. But these shoes take it to a whole new level. More than just shoes, they're basically clouds for your feet. I'm not joking. In a double-blind study by Olive View UCLA Medical Center and published in the Journal of the American Podiatric Medical Association, participants experienced 85% less knee pain. It's the most powerful shock absorption system put into a shoe. Gravity Defier has the patented VersoShock technology. It's like a mini trampoline in your shoes, whether you're strolling through the park, running errands, or even just lounging at home. These shoes have got your back. I use them when I'm doing cardio. I should say your feet, not just your back, actually. Uh, even better, they're stylish. You get both comfort and style that look good and feel great. So here's the deal. The Gravity Defier people are offering an exclusive offer to the Rubin Report. Head on over to G-D-E-F-Y gdefy.com. Use promo code RUBEN20 at checkout and get an extra $20 off your order. This $20 discount is a thank you gift from Gravity Defier for you being here with us today. Why not treat your feet to some well-deserved comfort? Go to gdefy.com. Use promo code RUBEN20. And now back to me. All right. So the lying liars and the people who promote those lying liars. So we've got AOC coming up, we've got CNN and a whole bunch more, New York Times and everything else. Uh, but I wanna show you first, you know, we played you a couple of videos of AOC in the last couple of days. Not only what she's saying now, which are always lies, they're always in defense of Hamas. She has no idea what she's talking about in terms of facts on the ground and history and everything else. We showed you a video a few days ago, I think we've showed it to you twice this week, 
or maybe once was last week, uh, of her back in 2017 being asked the most basic questions about the history of Israel. And she, she simply has no idea what she's talking about. So last night she went on, or yesterday afternoon, she went on CNN. Now, first off, I want to credit the journalist. I, it's, it's important to give credit where credit is due. The journalist did a really nice job. Do, do we know her name? We'll, we'll check her name while we play the clip. Because uh, she really did a nice job of asking AOC basic, basic questions about the history, about America's involvement. And AOC just flounders and stammers through the whole thing. But one, I want to show you one clip of AOC here. Uh, of AOC right here because she's going after Ron DeSantis because DeSantis has basically said we should not take uh, any Gazans as refugees. And of course we shouldn't. First off, we should have a closed border right now. We should figure out who's in this country and everything else. It doesn't matter, Gaza or anywhere else. No, uh, there are 20 some odd Arab Muslim nations. You can take the Palestinians. We have no idea what these people have been taught, where their allegiances are. We clearly don't have the right people working the border to vet these people properly. We have a whole bunch of problems in our country. Like, it's just obvious. And DeSantis is just saying the obvious thing that may be politically incorrect, but we all know. Anyway, uh, the journalist asked AOC about DeSantis's rhetoric on Gazan immigration. I want to get you to respond to uh, something that a Republican candidate for President Ron DeSantis said about the potential for refugees from Gaza. Just take a listen. And I don't know what Biden's going to do, but we cannot accept people from Gaza into this country as refugees. I am not going to do that. Uh, if you look at how they behave, not all of them are Hamas, but they are all anti-Semitic. None of them believe in Israel's right to exist. There's a lot in there, but I wonder for you, does, is he touching on something that, uh, that is perhaps real here? Should Arab countries be taking on the lion's share of the burden to absorb what could be over a million, if not more, refugees from Gaza? I think there's something to be said about the region's partners being able to support and step up Palestinians. However, that does not abdicate the United States from our historic role that we've played in the world of accepting refugees and allowing people to restart their lives here. And I also want to address something very specific about what uh, Governor DeSantis said when he said, quote unquote, all Gazans are anti-Semitic. How incredibly destructive and dangerous that rhetoric is. We just had a six-year-old boy stabbed 26 times this morning because of rhetoric like that. And it is dangerous, it is unacceptable, it is reckless and no leader in the United States of America should be amplifying a message like that. Can we send her, can we jump on someone, get on Amazon, get a really nice mirror and we can, can we send it to AOC? Because I really need her to look in the mirror when she thinks her rhetoric and when she thinks DeSantis's rhetoric is getting somebody killed. It's just so profoundly absurd. First off, God, uh, Hamas runs basically all the schools in Gaza. They teach the kids to hate Jews, to hate the West, all of that stuff. There is no reason to think is it, is it literally every person? Possibly not. But at the rallies, as I've been saying, at these rallies that are now happening in New York City and Chicago and in Boston and London and Paris and all over the place, do you see anyone making the distinction? Guys, it's not all the Jews. Could everybody? No, they're literally chanting from the river to the sea. They're having gas the Jews. All of the phrases, right? On top of the fact that we have absolutely zero duty to take these people in. What about their Arab brothers and sisters? They don't want them. That is the truth. We have no duty to do it. On top of the fact that AOC has run out of her way to apologize for what Hamas has done to, uh, well, she's not apologizing for it, but she's basically running cover for it. That's a better way to say it. She's running cover for the atrocities that they've committed. She's consistently lying about everything that Israel's trying to do and how Hamas is using human shields and everything else. It is her, who do you think is more, if you're living in America right now, who's a little more concerned about, about their life right now? Do you think that there's like a lot of Palestinian Americans who are concerned a bunch of Jews are gonna break into their house and kill them? Are there a bunch of Jews having rallies talking about kill all the Palestinians or kill all the Arabs, or is it the other way? It's the other way. When I got guns yesterday, the guy at the gun shop told me that basically everyone walking into that shop and he said he's selling now, uh, I think what he said was he's selling now more guns that at any time in the 20 some odd years that he's had the shop, uh, other than right like basically the first week of COVID. And he said basically everyone walking in here is a Jew. 
So everything she says is a lie. Of course it's a lie. Here's DeSantis uh, completely, cleanly, clearly, honestly uh, saying the truth related to refugees and the fact that these people are taught horribly anti-American things. Even if you think it's kind of, okay, well, they hate the Jews, but we could still let them in. Do you think they care about free speech? Do you think they care about the Bill of Rights? Uh, on top of all the other problems we have and everything else, here's DeSantis. And it's all just true. It's just true. There is an indoctrination in cartoons and in books at the youngest ages. And these kids are being taught to hate the Jews and even kill the Jews. Uh, that indoctrination is real. Exactly. So we're no, my position is very clear. As the first presidential candidate say, no Gaza refugees, period. We're just not going to do it. And why? Because we don't want to import the pathologies from the Gaza Strip and other places in the Middle East to the United States of America. They are taught to hate Jews. They are taught that Israel has no right to exist. The textbooks that they use don't even have Israel on the map at all. And so this is just endemic to their culture. It's a really toxic culture that's developed. So there's no reason to be importing that into the United States. And the idea that we can kind of separate like a terrorist from some, someone that may be a freedom lover, that just doesn't work. Uh, so, so we will not do that uh, when I'm president. You know, what he said there at the end is the important part. Because as I said, of course there are, there are some good people there. And maybe there are some people who are against Hamas. We don't hear them saying anything. And I have, to, I have sympathy with that because Hamas would treat them like they would treat the Israelis, right? But even if you were out there saying, okay, you know, we should take some of these people, do you honestly, you person watching this program right now, do you honestly believe that our system and our border protection people and the people that would interrogate and ask these people what they believe, do you think we have the best of the best working in the government right now and we'd be able to ascertain what their beliefs are? You, you may say, okay, well, sure, they all grew up watching cartoons on how to kill the Jews and you know, <laughs> Israel's evil and all of that stuff, but, but certainly they wouldn't hate America. They'd come here and love freedom, except we now have, uh, I, in, they really are riots. They haven't started burning down buildings yet, but it's coming. Uh, we have these protests now where they're not only just talking about getting rid of Israel, they're talking about getting rid of America, right? Because if you don't think that the Jews are kind of indigenous to the ancient land of Israel, right? The biblical land of Israel, if you think those things have nothing to do with each other, what do you think they think about the 250 year history of America, right? Well, how do you think we all got here? That's next, guys. Like that absolutely is next. But it's not just AOC. And it's not just the usual suspects that are lying. It's basically the entire media establishment. And much of that was proven last night uh, on this, this bombing of a hospital in Gaza. We will get to that. I'm going to expose a whole bunch of BS, which is, it kills me to have a New York Times sitting on my desk while I'm trying to tell the truth. But we're going to get to all that in just a second. Let me talk to you guys about Field of Greens real quick. Uh, guys, I don't want to nag you about your diet. And I don't always eat healthy either. Although I am at my lowest weight in 20 years, believe it or not. Uh, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. You might want to, you might not be able to, and you probably won't. So that's why you should take Field of Greens. Unlike the others, each fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs like heart, lung, kidneys, and immune system. Flu season's here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast. You'll feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin hair and nails will look healthier too. Look at my nails. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com. Use promo code Dave. That's promo code Dave at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com and now back to me. All right, so we know it's not just AOC, right? It's not just the Biden administration. It's not just the rest of the Hamas caucus. I want to give credit. Her name was Abby Phillips, by the way. You probably saw her name, the girl that uh, interviewed uh, AOC there. She really did a nice job and she exposed her on a bunch of other stuff as well. And you could see even the way, if you watch the full thing, maybe we'll play some more clips of it tomorrow. If you watch the full interview, she talks to AOC in such a slow manner because she knows AOC is basically an idiot and she doesn't want to make it seem like she's partisan. So she's trying to like, she like kid glove her with the questions. But anyway, now I have to be critical of AOC, of, uh, well, I have to be critical of AOC, but I have to be critical of CNN. Uh, because yesterday, uh, it was a, I think it was in the afternoon, it was probably about five o'clock Eastern time here, suddenly the media and Twitter and everything was blowing up that Israel had bombed a hospital in Gaza. 
Uh, of course, it has now turned out to be completely untrue. We're going to show you a bunch of evidence of that. Uh, but here is Jake Tapper on CNN. And I, what do I keep telling you about Jake? The problem with Jake Tapper is he's not completely brain dead. Almost everyone on CNN is completely brain dead or they're a propagandist or a liar, right? Almost everybody. Jake has this thing where basically one out of every 10 things he says is right or true. Like suddenly the neurons fire, he says something honest, and then everyone's like, see, Jake Tapper is not that bad. Then he lies about nine more things. Everyone's like, screw Jake Tapper. Then he says something fine, as opposed to just like, put it out there. Like either be horrible or just pick one, pick one. You're driving everybody crazy. So here's Jake Tapper uh, spewing pure Hamas propaganda about a, a, a horrifying Israeli war crime. A major story developing right now in Gaza, what the Palestinian government is calling a war crime. The government in Gaza says the Israeli Defense Forces uh, struck a hospital in the center of Gaza City, Al-Ali Baptist Hospital. Preliminary estimates from the government in Gaza put the number of killed in the strike somewhere between two and 300. We expect there are many more innocent people still trapped under the rubble. That is not journalism, Jake Tapper. What you are doing is acting as the public relations wing for a terrorist group. When he says Palestinian officials, the Palestinian government, he's talking about Hamas. So Hamas, something blew up. We'll get to that in just a second. Something did blow up. Uh, but Hamas then just releases a statement and he repeats it as if he's working PR. And actually that's what CNN is. MSNBC is full on like, we're in it with Hamas. But CNN is kind of pretty much there too. That's not journalism and you know it's not journalism. But before we go and, and debunk some of the nonsense, uh, the Hamas caucus, Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib and a bunch of others chimed in immediately. They had no evidence that Israel had done anything here. Absolutely no evidence. It has now come out completely conclusively that Israel did not do this. We're even gonna show you a video in a moment. But listen to Ilhan Omar on Twitter. And this tweet is still up right now. Bombing a hospital is among the gravest of war crimes. The IDF reportedly blowing up one of the few places the injured and wounded can seek medical treatment and shelter during a war is horrific. POTUS, President of the United States, needs to push for an immediate ceasefire to end this slaughter. So she got that tweet out 3.12 p.m. Eastern. So it was right as it happened. And all they did on that was just listen to what Hamas said. Here's Rashida Tlaib, other member of the Hamas caucus. Israel just bombed the Baptist hospital, killing 500 Palestinians. She had no evidence of this. Doctors, children's patients, just like that. POTUS, this is what happens when you refuse to facilitate a ceasefire and help de-escalate. Your war and destruction only approach has opened my eyes and many Palestinian Americans and Muslim Americans like me. We remember where you stood. She is an enemy combatant in the United States. We have two, we have at least two, I would say AOC is three, there's probably five others with Bowman, members basically who su support Hamas right now in the United States government. So I'll get to the debunking in mo just a moment, but now check out the New York Times. Three times they changed the fucking headline on this thing. Here you go. Their first headline, when they're just swallowing the Hamas uh, propaganda hole, Israeli strike uh, kills hundreds in hospital, Palestinians say. No evidence of it. The Palestinians said it. We're a newspaper. All the propaganda that's fit to print. Then they changed it a little bit a little later. At least 500 dead in strike on Gaza hospital, Palestinians say. So now it's not Israeli strike. Now they degraded it just to a strike. And now when they found out a little bit more info, uh, at least 500 dead in blast. Now it's not a strike because now they realize it actually wasn't a missile strike. It was a blast uh, at Gaza hospital. Uh, so before we debunk it, I want to show you something that you have not seen. I know you have not seen it because we didn't even talk about it because nobody uh, saw this. Uh, but on October 11th, just last week, what's that, one week ago today? It was one week ago today. Hamas actually did bomb a hospital in Israel. Uh, this is Bar Ziali Hospital in Ashkelon, Israel. And a rocket directly hit the hospital. Can we double check? Did uh, did Ilhan Omar tweet about that? Uh, are we able to check on that one? Could we? Uh, did Rashida tell anybody? Maybe maybe your Twitter is glitching or? Uh, yeah, the fact that I didn't even know about that until I saw it yesterday, right? Like, think about that. The other interesting thing about this is, and again, we're gonna debunk the thing in just a second. 
Every single rocket, so they've, they've fired now about 7,000 rockets into Israel. Every rocket, these are just indiscriminately lamed rockets. They're just firing all over. Every single one is aimed at a civilian, right? Every single one is aimed at a hospital or a synagogue or whatever, like any sort of civilian infrastructure. They'd love to kill military people too, but every single one that they do, right? And somehow, no, nothing from the Hamas caucus. Uh, Bibi Netanyahu uh, shared this and then we'll debunk it for you. The whole world should know it was the brutal terrorists in Gaza who struck the hospital in Gaza, not the IDF. Whoever brutally kills our children kills his own children as well. Now you don't have to take Bibi Netanyahu's word for it, right? And I shouldn't, right? Nobody, you shouldn't just take the word of any official anything in any of this. I think there is, there's one side that is a barbaric medieval genocide cult that is beheading people, we should understand that that's one side of this. And then there's another side that is a Western democracy that plays by real rules, but that doesn't mean that you should just take their word for everything. But how about in this case, we take the word from Al Jazeera, because Al Jazeera broadcast out of Qatar, it's Qatar owned, uh, which Qatar, as you know, that's where the leadership of Hamas is. Uh, they broadcast the exact moment that it was an Islamic Jihad rocket launched from Gaza and it broke in, in midair because a lot of the rockets fail. About 450 as of yesterday have hit Gaza itself. So they've fired, they fired 7,000 rockets towards Israel. 450 of them have landed in Gaza and done old, untold uh, destruction there. Here's video and this is Al freaking Jazeera. They're showing the rocket going, blowing up and then the shrapnel hitting below and it hits the hospital. بلغ عن اصابات في صفوف الاسرائيليين ونحن نشير الى ان هذه المدينه هي الاكثر تعرضا للصواريخ منذ بدايه هذه الحرب عمده المدينه كانت تحدث قبل ايام عن اكثر من 1000 صاروخ طال هذه المدينه واكثر من 170 صاروخا سقط بالفعل في داخلها واحدث دمارا في البنى التحتيه وفي السيارات وفي المباني العامه والخاصه شكرا جزيلا لك الياس كرم حتى اللحظه وسنعود اليك في اطار هذه التغطيه التي ستتابعها معكم yeah, that's Al Jazeera. How often am I playing Al Jazeera on here to prove something? I mean, Al Jazeera, so you can, what you're seeing there is the rocket go from Gaza, right? It's going towards Israel. It blows up. Some of them, they're, they're rudimentary rockets, often made from pipes that Israel helped import there to bring in water. And it blew up and the shrapnel and everything else, the payload hit, uh, hit what they're telling us was a hospital, but we have more on that in just a second. Here's, this was just released by audio. Here's audio, uh, by, sorry, by Israel. This is audio of a conversation between Hamas operatives as they're discussing the failed Islamic Jihad rocket launch, which ultimately hit the hospital. <laughs> Okay, look, I, I don't want to get too lost in all of this stuff because one way or another, there is a horrific war, one, play, one side playing with some rules uh, more, far more rules than any other Western nation would play, right? Have you ever heard of any war going on ever in the history of the world outside of when it comes to Israel, where they're dropping leaflets, they're asking people to move, like ship blows up in any other country, they do whatever they gotta do and nobody cares, right? Like that's just, that's just the reality. So I don't wanna get too lost in the minutia of, okay, there's Hamas guys being like, yeah, it was Islamic Jihad, here's the video of it, it's shown on Al Jazeera. What, I, what I'm really more focused on is how our media members, whether they're Jake Tapper or the, the Hamas people over at MSNBC, Andrea Mitchell, et cetera, or uh, our politicians, Rashida Tlaib AOC, how they push this, what I would say is modern blood libel, right? And then it confuses everybody. So Joe Biden is actually in Israel right now. He took the long trip. He's, he's extremely tired and mumbly and everything else. Here he is basically admitting that it was not Israel who did it. Deeply saddened and outraged by the uh explosion at the hospital in Gaza yesterday. 
And based on what I've seen, it appears as though it was done by the other team, not, not you. But there's a lot of people out there not sure. So we got a lot, we got to overcome a lot of things. Like, man, is he instilling any confidence right now? Like the United States is being pretty decent about this right now in that, in that we're basically saying, Israel, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? And that's pretty good. But the problem is that we have this man in charge that no one really thinks he's in charge and he's, he's tired and exhausted and doesn't exude any strength or anything else. Uh, here's by, I mean, watch this. Like, tell me, does this feel like the guy that should be in charge of, of literally the world right now as, as we seem to be careening off the cliff? You know, uh, years ago, I asked the Secretary of State when he and I were working in the Senate to write something for a man. He said, uh, he wrote a line that uh, I think is appropriate. He said, uh, it's not, we lead, uh, not just, uh, well, I won't go into it, I'll wait later. Taking too much time. What? What? Like, I don't know what to say about that right now. Like we've made all sorts of jokes for the last two plus years, well, even before he was president, about Joe Biden and what was going on with him. And by the way, when you travel from DC to Israel, even when you're in Air Force One and you can sleep, a young person could be jet lagged and tired, right? Like, but th this guy is not up to the task right now. And it's, it's deeply depressing if you really think about that. But anyway, they spread this modern blood lab. Well, by the way, Rashida Tlaib and AOC, uh, sorry, Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar have not deleted those tweets. Okay, so those tweets are still up. And then do you know what happened within an hour, if not within minutes, of all of the mainstream media and the Hamas caucus and everybody else saying that Israel bombed a hospital? Well, then riots started basically, uh, well, they've been going on everywhere, but these protests and riots uh, were ignited even further throughout the world. We've got about a minute compilation uh, this is Middle East, Canada. You'll, you'll see a whole bunch more Jordan, etc. You know, when you see the, the Beirut embassy there, uh, five days from now is the 40th anniversary of the Beirut Marine barracks bombing. So it's where I think we lost 250 Marines, if I'm not mistaken. Look, the, the stuff that's going on there in the Middle East, these, these governments have treated their people horribly. They have lied to them about history and everything else. They've abused their human rights. And if you think, if you think for one second that this somehow is Israel's fault for responding as they had burned babies and beheaded women, that it's their fault that suddenly all this happened. No, these things, these things were just festering and waiting to blow up, right? So it's, that's just obvious. The depressing part really though, is when you see this in Canada. The depressing part is when you see it in Australia and you see it here on the streets of the United States of America. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. Here is a free Palestine crowd, okay? And again, when they mean free Palestine, they mean kill 8 million Jews. That, that's what they mean. They're not saying go back to the ninth. They don't even pretend anymore. Five years ago, they used to pretend go back to the 1967 borders, which were completely uh, artificial, by the way. And that wouldn't have left you with a two-state solution because Gaza and the West Bank are completely separate from each other. So that would have been a three-state solution. But putting that aside for just a sec, um, this has nothing to do with, uh, it has everything to do with basically just killing 8 million Jews and then moving on to the rest of the West. 
How do I know that? Well, when people tell you something, you should listen. So here is a free Palestine crowd in Boston, which is a, it's a pro Hamas. These are people are pro Hamas. Remember, there's nobody out there going, you know, guys, Hamas is a bit much. We're not thrilled with the Israelis, but okay. Uh, but yeah, they're not just uh, chanting about uh, Israel. They're coming for America too. Boston, Massachusetts, the United States. So that's right outside Harvard. Did you catch what they were saying? Biggest threat in the world today, Israel and the USA. So again, you don't. I think it's a, I think it's a mistaken worldview, but I can accept the worldview of someone who's a total isolationist and who, who doesn't want foreign aid to anyone and who wants America to have no role in the world. Like I can ex intellectually, I can accept that. I don't think that makes you a bad person, right? I think maybe you're a little mistaken in, in how sort of real politic or the real world operates. Um, but if you think that they're not coming for the rest of the West next, right? Israel is just the front line of this thing. And then what do you, do you think? Again, I'll, I'll just keep saying it until more and more people get it. They could take out Israel, take out the, those 8 million Jews. They're going to have to kill about 2 million Muslims who live there peacefully too, and Bedouins and everything else. The only place in the Middle East that is anything like coexistence, et cetera, et cetera, where minorities are treated fair and people actually vote for their leaders and everything. But do you think they will wrap it up and go home after? No, they will just start moving on. And again, who do you think is more indigenous to the land? Israel, Jews to the ancient land of Israel, or those people uh, chanting with Hamas flags, and they're Hamas flags, they're not Palestinian flags, there is, there's no differentiation because none of them are making the differentiation, so I don't think I have to. Who do you think is more indigenous to the land? Like, you got it. But I wanna connect this to the other thing that we've been talking about for years. For, oh, wait, I'm gonna just back up for one second. I should've shown this before, but the reason I had the New York Times, uh, had, uh, the New York Times paper on my uh, desk here was because when we showed you those New York Times headlines before, where they just change things in real time, right? And they're just lying, yeah, here you go. So remember, it was Israeli strike kills hundreds in hospital, Palestinians say. Then they realize, oh shit, we're in trouble. It's not true. Then at least 500 dead in strike in Gaza hospital, because then they're still blaming Israel, but not, they're backing up a little bit. And then 500 dead in blast, because then they realize, oh, it wasn't a strike. It was actually from one of their own rockets. I wanna connect this to the wider woke thing and how the media has lied to us of everything. So I've referenced this before, I've shown it to you once or twice before. The New York Times obviously has gone after me and plenty of other decent people many times, but this was front page of the New York Times on Sunday, June 9th, 2019. So over four years ago, it was called the making of a YouTube radical and how a bunch of people like Jordan Peterson and Milton Friedman and who else is on here? There's uh, Phil DeFranco and uh, Ben Shapiro, of course, how a bunch of us, were leading people on YouTube to become alt-right. We know it was completely the reverse, by the way. Oh, they didn't include me in this montage on the front page, but I did get even a bigger picture of me in the big spread in the middle. Look at me, look at me right in the corner. I was so young, no beard. I was just a young, bright-eyed optimist, bright-eyed optimist leader of the alt-right. Anyway, the point of this, to show you this, is that these people have been lying about everything forever. Like, think how actually hilarious it is now to think that they pu they published this with a straight face. That yes, it was YouTube leading people to the alt right. YouTube has le been leading YouTube has been leading these genderless, purple-haired dingbats to become Hamas supporters. So you see, I think you see the point. So now I want to connect this to the wider uh, sort of woke world because uh, you know one of my favorite lines related to all of this from years ago, Douglas Murray, the great uh, author. And, and good buddy of mine, Douglas Murray, British uh, uh, author, uh, he said years ago on my show, it's a line that I, I quote often, he said, you know, the barbarians will one day be at the gate and we will de be debating what pronouns to call them. And that's basically where we are right now. And one of the other lines that I often quote is from Peter Bogosian, who has said many times that once wokeness enters an institution, it destroys the institution, right? So once wokeness is in the government, they take their eye off the pole of what the government's actually supposed to do, or the military, what the military's actually supposed to do, or the border, right? Once they start becoming woke, they're not thinking of, they're putting energy in places that energy should not be. So now I wanna show you a video of Senator John Kennedy, who is one of our last remaining great senators uh, from Louisiana, of course. And here he is explaining now, because as you can see, there's a push to somehow get Gazan refugees here. It's so fucking bananas, it's ridiculous. 
um, here he is explaining how wokeness has actually degraded our ability to basically do anything right when it comes to this administration. I think we need to ask ourselves though, Martha, why are we here? And I think we have to be honest with ourselves. Um, America has a pres president who is, uh, who is not a defense hawk. Uh, America has a president whose administration is frankly more interested in discussing whether a man can breastfeed than it is in talking about national security. Yeah, it's like, yeah, he's right. Think of all the time we've wasted on bathrooms and whether third graders should be reading pornography and everything else. We've completely taken our eye off the ball instead of focusing on the basic stuff, the basic stuff, have a border, have law and order. Would that be pretty good? I think that would usually be pretty good. But now I wanna show you how, when I talk about how wokeness infects everything. So that's, that's exactly what Kennedy's saying there. Right, you start thinking about or can, can guys give birth? And next thing you know, you're not paying attention to the border, right? Well, you wanna see how that connects to how the media treats things. So you, you remember earlier in the week, I, I played a clip of uh, the ladies of The View. And it was, it was rather shocking because four of the women at that table were not completely insane for one day. And that was so refreshing, it was so nice. But Anna Navarro is back to her usual self. And I wanna connect this to the woke thing that I'm talking about. So right now that there, there are a bunch of nominees be in military positions who are hung up right now uh, because they, you know, we go through a process, right? You, you are vetted. They want to find out what your thinking is, what your policies are, et cetera. This is what the Senate does. And Senator Tommy Tuberville from uh, Alabama, he's a Republican, uh, he's holding up a bunch of these nominees because he believes that a lot of these people are woke, that they want to inject gender and sexuality and skin color and all the rest of it into the military. So he's trying to find out more about these people. But look how Anna Navarro goes after him for doing what we all know is the right thing. She also makes a joke here about a potato that makes no sense to me, but if any of you can figure it out, I would love to, love to know what it is. Your point about uniting against terrorism, it, it occurred to me this weekend, you know, we're, we're sending two aircraft carriers to the Middle East. There's going to be, there's about 10,000 servicemen there and women. We have Marines in the in Hormuz. And we have got a senator from Alabama in the U.S. Senate who is holding up over 350 appointments of admirals and generals and leaders in the military. Senator Tuberville, it is time that you stop this stupidity because we need our military leaders confirmed. Yeah. He's so aptly named Tuberville because he's got the common sense of a potato. <laughs> okay. I didn't get the joke. Whoopi didn't get the joke. I'm told the potatoes, what are you telling me now? A tuber. A potato is a stem tuber. His name is Tuberville, actually, so I mispronounced it as well. But a potato is a stem tuber. I, I don't know what that means, but, but that's, the, the potato joke was not the point. The point was, you see how she's connecting this. The guy's trying to stop some of the woke stuff from getting in our military. I don't, I don't know anything about these 300 some odd admirals that are, that are trying to get in, but like we do know we have a problem. But you see how the liberals, they get everything wrong, right? So Anna Navarro has basically gotten everything wrong for the last five years. Then finally she sees a burned baby and she makes sense for one day, but then the next day it immediately is now the Republicans are bad because they're not giving us everything we want. But speaking of terrible people with bad ideas, Vice President Kamala Harris and this woman, the idea that this woman could be president at any moment, at any moment is so right now, like it was a joke for two years, but now in light of what's going on in the world, it's starting to get a little scary. Uh, here she is going after Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis has ended all of the diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, departments here in Florida, whether they were in our schools or in our government or elsewhere. He wants us to not care about skin color. He wants us to not care about gender. And we know once again, Aryans will be at the gate and we'll be debating what gender pronouns to call them. Once you bring these things in, you see what happens. Disney starts pushing sexual shit on kids the, and then these things are all connected. I think you guys got it. You're, you're why, you know what's nice about this audience? I'm not, I'm not talking to morons. I think a lot of the time CNN knows they're talking to morons so they have to do it in moronic language. Anyway, here's Kamala Harris. It is important to see what is happening in our country right now with some extremist leaders who are attacking DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion, 
They're doing with that the same thing that they have been attempting to do with woke, which is to turn it into a bad word and turn it against those of us who understand the true meaning. You look at what's happening in states like Florida where they are undoing DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs, where corporations are starting to shut down a priority on those issues. Diversity is our strength as a country, always has been. Gets back to the point about immigration. Equity. Well, what is the importance of equity? It's basic. It's this. While we all want to fight for equality, everybody should get the same amount. That doesn't take into account the fact not everybody starts out on the same base. So if you're giving everybody the same amount, but they didn't start out on the same base, they're going to end up behind. Man, she's a communist. She's a communist. And by the way, the day before the election, the day before Joe Biden was elected into office, she put out a cartoon video basically arguing for equity over equality. It is, it is completely antithetical to everything that America and capitalism is all about. She's saying everyone should end up in the same place. Everyone should get the same amount. No, they shouldn't. Well, they, you can't have my shit. I work hard. I produce something that's worthy. You can't have it. And you think she's given her shit to anybody? These people are absolute liars. She, that, that is the, the communist worldview and the socialist worldview and the Marxist worldview is that you rejigger everything so everyone has the same. It's, and it's, it's actually anti-human because it is your duty as a human to go out and get what's yours. It's yours to fight for your family and for your rights and your community and all of those things. And of course, what happens in all of those societies, the problem is that it's so counter to humanity that you have to kill an awful lot of people to make everyone kind of equitable on the bottom, right? So she doesn't mean that she won't have more and the elites won't have more. She, mean, she means you won't have more. Also, the, the phrase diversity is our strength. No, it, it's just meaningless. Diversity is our strength. Imagine you're hiring, you're hiring a group of people. You got to hire three people. Here we are. Right now, we're hiring a new editor, okay? We're hiring based on skills. We're hiring based on passion and work experience and all that, right? I don't sit there and go, well, you know, we had, I don't know, we had probably, how many resumes did we get? About, probably about 200 resumes, 300 resumes, something like that. I didn't go, boy, could, how many, could we get as many Nazi resumes and a bit, as many Hamas supporter resumes as people that actually have used, uh, what, do, what do you edit on these days? Premiere, that's an editing software apparently. I don't know how any of this works. I just sit here and talk, you see. Um, diversity is not our strength. Diversity can be a nice feature of a society that you'd have say diversity of thought. That, that's not what they want. Um, but let's see if diversity is our strength. So let's, let's go along with these people, right? They think diversity is our strength. Well, uh, we live in a multicultural society here and uh, we've now allowed all sorts of people here. Uh, it's the Democrats mostly who have done it, but the Republicans are often pretty bad on it too. Uh, New York City, as you know, is being completely overrun right now. And Kathy Hochul, who is the, uh, she is the governor of the state of New York, um, here she is in December 21, calling for mass migration into New York. And of course, you know how they're doing with that right now. But again, I wanna illustrate how it is their specific policies. They call you racist because you don't want a terrorist living next door, or you might want a wall or a border, but they call it all in, all hell breaks loose, and they still have a way of blaming it on you. So here she is in, in December of 21. As you know, the Statue of Liberty is inscribed. It says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled young masses yearning to be free, the wretched refuse to a teeming shore. And that statement encapsulizes our values. We want people to come here, despite where they came from or despite the circumstances that drove them to this country and to this, and to this state. We see, say you are welcome here. We are welcome with open arms and we'll work to keep you safe. We'll not only house you, but we'll protect you. So our message to the world is, Send us your people, send us those who need the, uh, the cloak of comfort that we can demonstrate as New Yorkers with big hearts and open arms. We played a clip of her last week. She is now saying completely the reverse of that. She's saying we have to close the border and everything else. Also, as the, as the governor of New York, she has no, she, I mean, she has free speech so she can say whatever she wants, but, what, but she has no right to say it as the governor within her duties as the governor not your right to tell people, break the law of the United States and come across our border. And now we know New York City is an absolute freefall. 
thousand illegals a month because they made it a sanctuary city. And uh, Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City, a couple weeks ago, we played you the clip many times, basically being like, listen, people, we are fucked. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're going to do, but I can't help you. I just have a suit that fits nice. What do you want me to do? So what are the results of this diversity? If diversity is our strength, and we should open the country to everybody. Well, here's Washington Square Park in New York City. This used to be a place where you could get some weed if you were into that sort of thing. It's shifted for the worse. Uh, here it is over the last couple of days. All right, again, you don't have to make this about Israel. You could say, all right, those 8 million Jews, you gotta go, Holocaust too, zippity-doo-dah. Um, do you think any of those people care about American values? Do you think they care about free speech? How would you feel if you knew that you were living next door to one of those people? Like that, so is diversity our strength? It's such a blanket, stupid phrase. No human is illegal. Well, why do you have a freaking lock on your door? No human is illegal. Like it's all, they have lied us about everything. And by the way, guys, as I keep saying, the silver lining to everything happening right now is there is a small set of people waking up. I'm getting a lot of texts from people who have not spoken to me in years who are suddenly like, you know, Dave, maybe you weren't wrong about all of this stuff. You never get the apology. You don't have to wait for the apology. It ain't coming. But you got to let people kind of wake up on their own. Uh, so what do we do? What do we do? And by the way, America is, is, uh, has a little more time on this than they have in Europe because Europe has, has been ransacked and overrun with much of this. And it probably leads to civil wars. And like, that's just the truth in, in France and Britain. Like you, you can sort of feel it coming. America has done a much better job of integrating people. America doesn't have people living in little, little hovels here and there that are completely separated. We have done it all right. These people are now here to undo it. And they're doing it in the name of wokeism and they're doing it in the name of the Democrat party and they're doing it now in the name of Hamas, which is just wild. So what do you do? You know what you could do? You could try to every now and again, find a political leader who is telling you the truth, no matter how politically incorrect it is, laying it out, who has a track record of doing what he says he's gonna do, and you might wanna make that guy president. You're right. If you, if you let people come illegally without a sanction, you're gonna to continue to have this problem. The sanction is you get deported. So we're gonna do it. We'll start with the more recent arrivals and work our way back. Uh, but it's gonna be a big program, uh, similar to what Eisenhower did in the 1950s. And I'm really the only candidate that you can trust to do it. I mean, I know Donald Trump's promising it, but he said the same thing in 2016 and didn't deliver on it. A lot of the other Republicans, as you rightfully point out, they're uncomfortable even talking about doing that, but we're never gonna solve the problem unless we have the rule of law prevail. Look, here's the simple truth. You know, it's funny, what do I always say? Uh, you don't have to be a Republican, but you can't be a Democrat. We only have these two parties right now. That's just kind of how it is. By the way, I'll, I'll be interviewing RFK Jr. in a couple of days, and now he's an independent, but like, we know he's not gonna be president of the United States, and I'll even say that to him in the interview, okay? Um, we're, we're doing that live in LA in a couple of days. Um, but you don't, have to be a Republican, but if you can't see the difference, like I don't consider myself a Republican from, first off, I'm, I'm like the least traditional conservative in the history of the world, let's, let's start with that. I consider myself a Florida Republican because we're doing it right here. We are defending a culture of freedom. So if you want that exported to the rest of the country and you wanna find somebody that can maybe fix it, it's like we do have the answer to all of that. But what is the, the end result of all of this? If we, if we continue to go the way of the Democrats, we will keep letting people in, we'll have no idea what their beliefs are, we will have riots and, and pro-Hamas rallies everywhere, we'll have, we'll have another generation that will gladly undo all of the goodness of America and they will use all of our freedoms against us. Or we could actually start being serious as a country. We could say, these are things we stand for. We have a culture we stand for. We have law and order that we stand for. We have founding documents that are pretty, pretty damn great. If you don't like it, you gotta go. We could do that. And then you know what we could do if we did that? We could reverse America and reverse it in the best way possible. We could go back, say, I don't know, how, how many years do you wanna go back, 30 years? Let's go back 30 years. You know what New York City looked like in 1993? How about this?
I like that kind of music. I like elevator music, that, whatever that is. I, I like that kind of thing. Anyway, I show you that because that is not what New York City is like now. There are drug addicts everywhere. There are illegals everywhere. There are virtually no people uh, in suits anywhere in New York City. New York City, which used to midtown New York City, was people of doing business. Now it's just people in hoodies basically either going to buy drugs or going to sell drugs or going to stab somebody who didn't pay them for the drugs, okay? So we have watched our societies collapse. We have watched our cities collapse. And maybe we can reverse some of it. Maybe, but we would need to elect serious people. So I think you get the point, but it doesn't, it's not just the politicians, it's actually you. It's actually you fighting for what's true, telling people what's true, stop voting for the wrong people, call out the bullshit when you see it, like stop paying for a subscription. I know this is a big one with a lot of liberals. A lot of liberals, they now hate the New York Times, but they can't stop paying for it. Stop paying for the New York Times. Stop paying for the people, stop, stop paying the people who are ushering in the people to behead you. They're gonna behead you one way or another, but you shouldn't even, you shouldn't be funding the beheading. Uh, I wanna show you one other thing because I meant to show you this earlier, uh, but you know, when I was showing you that, that New York Times article and how they've changed the headlines three times, check this out. The image that they use right there in Israel strikes hundreds in hospital, Palestinians say, that image they're showing you isn't even the hospital. That's not even the hospital, okay? That's somewhere else altogether in Gaza. So they have lied about everything. We know they're lying, they know they're lying. We know they know that we know that they know that they're lying. I added a one, an extra one in there, but you get the point. And they continue to lie. So let's do a little bit better. By the way, reports are coming out just since we've been doing the show that it didn't even hit, the rocket actually didn't even hit the hospital, the Gazan rocket shot by Islamic Jihad, it actually hit a parking lot next door. We got a post game show coming up at rubenreport.locals.com. I will see you there. I thank you guys for watching and we'll be back at it tomorrow. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to The Rubin Report. You can watch the show live every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific on Rumble, Locals, and YouTube. Don't forget to rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And you can join me for the post-game wrap-up every day after the show at rubinreport.locals.com.